BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This evening, uh, I'm Thea filling in for Juwan, and we are going to be going over probably one of the most talked about shows ever, Game of Thrones. After, I believe, a two-year wait, we are finally getting the eighth season on Sunday, and it's just kind of insane to even think about, honestly, just because it's one of the things where we wanted to come back like so badly, but now that it's ending, it just almost seems surreal. But before I continue uh, speaking any further, I am going to introduce my amazing co-host for tonight. Marty, are you there? I am. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's nice to know that the last time I was with you, I didn't scare you away so bad that you didn't bring me back. And uh, of course we're talking game of Thrones. So, uh, I'm always ready for that. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, just to kind of catch the audience up, Marty joined me and Kevin on the Top Ten, which we do Sundays. And we did this, I believe, a few weeks ago. We did our Game of Thrones uh, Top Ten. So if you go to gvnation.com, you can find that there. But um, we also have, because this uh, – 
you know, we're just doing a little, things a little differently this evening. I'm hosting this instead of Joan, um, and we actually have uh, Marty's amazing wife with us tonight. I believe your name is Kathy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that no, it's, you don't have to believe it. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love the direction that this episode is going already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kathy, this is her first time on, uh, you know, the show uh, for Deep Vibes Nation. She came in because we just kind of, you know, wanted another person because as much as I believe that Marty and I would be able to have a riveting conversation, it's always better, the more the merrier. So thank you again, Kathy, for joining in on such a super short notice. Kathy? Uh, hold on. I think I think uh, I think she got called away for a minute. She'll be right back. All right. Well, so while she does that, um, this is deep against the grain. So the format here is kind of where we almost discuss like uh, almost debate in a way. Last week we did Spider-Man: Homecoming. We've done Suicide Squad. We've done Batman versus Superman. So I do want to start a little bit with us kind of maybe in a little bit of a debate, a debate, and I want to start with what we have as unpopular opinions about Game of Thrones. Now, I'm going to start first um, and just kind of throw a few things out there. Uh, one would be, and I so wish Kevin was on this because he would completely just yell at me for this, but uh, one of my unpopular opinions is that Ramsey Bolton was one of my favorite characters. Um, I can't help it that as evil as he was, he made for some some damn fine entertainment. And I was a little sad that um, he was dead. I mean, obviously it was super satisfying because Sansa was finally able to get the revenge that she so desperately deserved. But um, I just feel like we haven't really gotten an enemy that could really reach to Ramsey's level. Um, even though obviously we are going to be dealing with the White Walkers and we do have Euron, but as I think, as I said during our top 10 a few weeks ago, um, I'm just not completely sold on Euron yet being a good villain. Um, and again, I think I said this prior, but I'll repeat, um, they, they made it out. And I believe I saw like interviews and stuff like that. They made it out that Euron was going to be like such a worse villain than Ramsey, and I just haven't seen that just yet. So that's one of my little uh, unpopular opinions, I guess, about Game of Thrones. And the other one, which is probably going to be like a bit of uh, dropping a bomb here, is I actually didn't really like the fact that they made Jon Snow a Targaryen. Um, I wanted him to still be a Stark. I liked the idea of Ned being his father and almost him being the quote-unquote bastard. It kind of just was what he was during the whole entire show and him proving against all the odds and rising above uh, all of that and obviously being in the position that he is now, essentially quote-unquote king of the north, and now we find out he's a Targaryen. So not only do I dislike that because of how it has that Ned's not his father, but then also the fact that, you know, obviously we saw that John and Daenerys um, intermingle 
and now we find out that they're related. So that's a little bit of a, a weird one for me. So, Marty, I'm going to kind of shoot it over to you if you want to comment on both of the points that I made and then also if you have any unpopular opinions or some things about Game of Thrones that you just maybe disagreed with or maybe didn't enjoy, um, the, the floor is yours. Okay. As far as uh, Ramsey goes, boo, 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 boo. Uh, of course, the, the actor who played Ramsey did a great job because I hated his freaking guts. Uh, and the fact that he died, I had no problem with. Uh, I almost wish that... Uh, uh, we, we, talk, we, we talk about this name thing again. Uh, that uh, Reek had killed him. Uh, because if anybody should have killed him, it should have been him. Uh, but uh, he, I mean, like I said, uh, if if the goal was to, for you to hate him, uh, he did his job. Uh, uh, and I guess you know, there's there's something to that. Um, one thing that uh, I was kind of curious about at the time that he died, I almost wondered if it was impossible that Sansa had was uh, pregnant by Ramsay, uh, because he talked like that, uh, you know, that he basically already. And of course, he could have been talking about the fact that basically he was raping her every day. It was how he made his mark on her. Uh, but uh, and as a matter of fact, that's one of the, the many theories that I kind of took a note of was the possibility that uh, she could have been pregnant by Ramsey. But I would think if something like that were to happen, it should have shown last season. I mean, uh, you know, of course, the way they do time in Game of Thrones, it's, it's possible that they would slow that down. But you would have thought by the seventh season, if that were even going to be a case, she would have shown by that. Um, as far as uh, John being a Targaryen, uh, I, I, I kind of tend to almost agree, per se, because I kind of thought the whole bastard uh, persona and, you know, that was kind of the thing that kind of motivated him to do what he did because he was constantly trying to almost live down that bastard title. And, I mean, probably even now to him, uh that uh uh Jesus Christmas me and my name, I'm telling you. Uh Ned is still I mean it's probably even if you were to find out the truth, he'd still call Ned his father. because uh, as far as he knew that was the only father he knew. Though I also wonder had you know, with the direction they went, perhaps had Caitlin realized that uh who John's actual parentage was, she wouldn't have been so hard on him. Uh but then again, like I said, part of the fact that she was hard on him also kind of what made kind of him the man that he was. Yeah, and I really agree with that. I one of the things I was had been thinking of even before that with the whole show, I really disliked the way Caitlin treated John, and I understood that they kind of specifically made that. Um, what you calls it, you know, they did that because that would be John's motivation, but. I was like, and it almost made me um, really not be sympathetic towards Caitlin and what happened to her, as tragic as it was. But her treatment of John, especially in that first season, was just so awful. Um, I know that she was bitter because she believed that Ned had had him out of wedlock, 
you know, uh, as an extramarital affair, but I still was like, you know, Sam, like, why do you have to be so harsh on this kid? I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, it would be Ned's fault, but certainly not John's fault. So that was always kind of a, a problem that I had with Caitlin's character. But I'm glad that you agree with that, Marty, that the bastard moniker was kind of what really made John. So now that we don't, and obviously he doesn't know that he's a Targaryen right now, that's going to be super interesting to see in season eight once he finds that out. Um, I really wonder what's going to happen between him and Daenerys now at this point. But um, yeah, so, and Marty, do you, did you have anything that you kind of wanted to touch upon that maybe has always kind of bugged you about Game of Thrones or, you know, particular characters or plot points? Well, to be honest with you, what kind of bothered me, and this is probably not the most popular theory, I always had a, or at least I had a problem, especially like in Battle of the Bastards, I had a problem with Sansa per se, because I thought she kind of did John a little dirty by kind of going behind his back, you know, and I know it ended up helping them in the end, but uh, it just seems a little wrong for her to keep secrets from him, especially in the situation they're about ready to get into. Uh, and then again, I, you know, she's been through a lot. I understand that. So trust is an issue with her. Uh, but I would have thought that if anybody she could have trusted, it could have been John. Uh, but uh, that was really my own problem. And I say, and me being a, a sorehead, uh, when she was sitting there with, you know, the Knights of the, you know, with Littlefinger, when the Knights of the Vale came to the rescue, that little smirk she had on her face kind of bugged me. Uh, but then, you know, as like I said, uh, that's not exactly a popular theory, you know, because uh, most things that she's she's probably one of the characters that have grown the most. Uh, but uh, I just thought, at least in that instance, that she didn't exactly do John any uh, favors by keeping uh, secrets from him at that time. Yeah, and it's so funny because, and I don't know if I'm like, um, what you calls it being blasphemous by saying this, but even though Sansa has grown so much, I still don't exactly like her character. Um, well, it's because she's still, like a spoiled brat. Yeah, exactly. And she's still and, and she acts like that. a spoiled brat, and she is a spoiled brat, and all she does is it, it's all about her. It's very... It's very one-sided as far as everything that she, her whole motivation is. Well, what's going to happen to me? You know, so you know that's <laughs> why. Who cares? You know, uh, who cares what happens to you? You are you, you're just kind of like pretty, and you're not. You're trying to start. She's starting to get a little bit um, vindictive, and you're kind of almost kind of liking that about her, but. Honestly, it's it's still very self-centered, <laughs> you know. It's it's not for I, the good of the family or the good of whatever is happening. Right, and I 100% agree with that. So, um, you know, Kathy, would you say in a way that the most of the events of Game of Thrones kind of could be pinned back on her? Because if we remember in season one, all, yeah, I mean, right. it, is, yeah. it is a lot of it's her her fault of why everything's happening. Her father got beheaded because of her, and 
I mean, pretty much. And then she, you, you're exactly right. That is exactly right. All these things have stemmed from stuff that's because of her, her, her self-centered way she is. Well, now I'm feeling I mean, sorry for her. See what you've done. <laughs> you did feel sorry for her. You shouldn't have felt sorry for her. You didn't feel sorry for her. That's a that's a lie. Yeah, I mean, you Why know, you? Mar- Marty, it, it's like she really wanted Joffrey, and she didn't care that Arya's friend was killed because of him. I mean, she was a little sad that her dire wolf was killed. But besides that, I mean, she still then wanted to marry Joffrey. And I'm like, is it – and it, it was selfish reasons because you, she wanted to marry Joffrey so that she could then become a queen. And it's like, right. well, don't you see that this is, like, not a good idea at all because now look look at what's happened because of it. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I never no, that's, you're exactly before. right about that. That is exactly right. <laughs> I know, and I'm sure that there's going to be, like, so many people that are saying, well, no, you have to feel bad for Sansa. And I'm like, I really don't. I care much more about Arya and her storyline than I do Sansa's storyline. Um, her only, like, redeeming quality was the fact that she then helped out John with the Battle of the Bastards. And I really thought in, like, what, season seven, that she was going to turn on Arya. And I was like, oh, no, do not do that, because you will lose all, like, credibility in my book over that. So that's my whole thing. But um, Kathy... Uh, I'm going to shoot over to you. I know that you commented on Sansa, but is there anything that you'd like to comment on that Marty and I were talking about? And also, if you kind of want to go into maybe things that uh, maybe you have gripes about when it comes to Game of Thrones. Um, The only gripe I really have about it is that um, I don't – I feel like – uh, oh my God, Martin! I'm doing you now. I can't think of that. Okay, well, um, good. Then I'm not the only one. Uh, uh, you know the guy that goes to the um, uh, the monastery or whatever to go uh, learn about. What the hell? You mean Sam? Sam? God! Oh my God! Sam O'Toole? Um, yeah, Sam. I, I I really want him to be uh. I guess I really want him to be more pre- more present uh, in what's happening now. I want him out of that um, where he is now. But I can tell you one thing: that whole the whole episode where he was in there and uh, scooping up soup and scooping up crap and, and cleaning cages and just it was the most disgusting episode. They could, and I think they could have just done one pass on that. I don't really think we needed to see fifty-eight passes on that poor guy. Anyway, um, and things that 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 was one thing that really bugged me about that because I didn't mind. I don't mind watching people get killed. I don't mind watching them getting spliced in half, whatever, with giant swords. That doesn't bother me. But that was disgusting and probably not necessary. So, um, but uh, and I felt. And I feel sorry for him, and I want him to be. I want him to come out victorious somehow because he's really put up with a lot of literal crap. So, 
Um, and uh, that's one thing. So I, I'll throw that back to you guys while I think of other stuff. Uh, well, he's got a Valerian sword now. He's ready to go. That's right. That's right. He could kill the Night King, and that would be awesome. I Maybe that's what do his want... claim to fame is. You never know. It could be like some sort of underrated character like him. We're all expecting it to be someone like John, but you never know. It's like he could just come out completely victorious and in this situation. And probably, uh, to be honest, one of the few that's most likely going to live um, past season eight. Uh, yeah, I believe that. What did you say, Marty? I said, I believe that. I said, I believe that uh, chances are he's going to make it through. Uh, Actually, we'll probably get into this, but there's a number of them I think are going to make it through, and then there's some that I thought were going to make it through, but after I give it some more thoughts, I think they're probably going to die. It's funny because um, Mike was, uh, you know, Mike, Mike couldn't make it tonight on the episode. But he was saying that anyone that I say that I think is going to be killed probably will be killed because apparently I'm really good at predicting when, like, actors are going to leave movies like I did with uh, Ben Affleck and Ezra Miller. So um, I'm going to restrain from saying who I think is going to die in season eight just yet and actually um, move it along to you, Marty. And, we'll, you know, we'll talk about a bunch of things just because that's usually how, like, Geeks Against the Green goes, we kind of like go all over, but uh, you know, Marty, who is it that A, you think is going to die, and who you actually like want to die? Okay, now we've talked about this. There's plenty of people I want to die. Uh, Let's talk about who I think is going to die, but I initially did not, and to be honest with you, that, that was John. I somehow thought in the beginning that he was somehow going to make it through. Uh, you know, he already died once. Uh, but uh, actually an article I had written uh, just recently where the uh, writers talked about their concern that uh, Kit Harrington was, didn't like the, uh, the storyline they had for him. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, if you're afraid that Kit doesn't like the storyline you have for him, you must kill him off because I can't think of a reason why he would say, oh, man, I survived. That's that's us. Uh, so I'm just judging from that. I'm almost tempted to believe that John is going to die uh, at some point, and I believe more than likely he, he's going to do it while basically sacrificing himself to save Daenerys. Uh, uh, that would be sad, but I, I got a feeling that he was brought back for a purpose, and maybe that is his purpose, is to uh, protect Daenerys. And, you know, and for all I know, Daenerys might be pregnant with his child, even though she was told she can't have one. I mean, I say that was a witch who told her. I mean, right? as John told her, I mean, what kind of, uh, how much faith can you have in what she tells you? Uh, so. Like I said, I initially thought John was going to live, but I'm pretty much now convinced that he's going to die. Uh, as far as who needs to die, uh, let's go ahead and just start with, on the Clegane Bowl. The mountain needs to die. I mean, though some would tell you that he's already dead. Uh, but uh, I look forward to seeing that bout, and I really would expect that the Hound is going to kill him. I agree with that. Yeah, I really hope that the Hound kills the Mountain 
if they try and pull like some 180 on us and have the mountain kill the hound, I'm going to be seriously upset because I think we've spoken about this, but I love the hound. I forget the actor's name because I'm also terrible with names, but uh, he's definitely one of my favorite characters in the entire show of Game of Thrones. So I don't expect him to... Sorry, go ahead, Kathy. No, 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 no. I was going to say, I, I like him a lot, too. He's a smart aleck, and he, he really, um, he's awesome. I, I love that. I love his smart aleck, um, everything that he does. Um, and, and he and he does it. <laughs> he's another one who's purely all about himself, too, so, and I like that about him. <laughs> so it's, it's, more, it's more attractive on a guy, I guess, than it is on a girl. I believe, I agree, yeah. <laughs> You know what it is, though? The hound doesn't try to, like, mask the fact that he's all about him and his own survival. The problem with Sansa is that she keeps, like, uh, ping-ponging back and forth Mm -hmm. between her family and then her own uh, selfishness. So I think that's why we kind of, you know, we kind of forgive the hound a little more than we forgive Sansa. But um, I don't expect the hound to outlive season eight that being said i don't expect it to happen just because i feel like he's going to die a warrior's death which you know would be fine um i don't know if you guys read the book but um in the book because i think i read like the first two or three because as soon as i watched game of thrones i completely like dove in and needed to watch uh needed to like read everything about it ever um, but you never see the hound again after uh, his fight, you know, with Brienne. So the fact that they brought him back is completely the show doing that. So I do think that he's going to die season eight. I don't expect most of the people to live, honestly, after this. Um, I think Jamie Lannister is going to die, even though I wouldn't want him to, because I actually do quite like Jamie. Um, but... That being said, let me stop rambling here. But, uh, Kathy, who do you think is going to die in Season 8? And then who would you really want to see die in Season 8? It's very morbid, very morbid talk here right now. Who do I want to see die? Uh, well, Cersei. Who doesn't yeah. want to see her die? I want to see, her die, want to see her die twice. die twice. If she could die twice, that would be good. We could kill her and then kill her again. Nice. <laughs> you might kill I say, hey, you killed John once, you've got to be able to kill her twice. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Cersei, though, I, I, I have, like, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. But you kind of need her in there. She's such a pill. She has to be there. She needs to be there because she's so vindictive and so She's just such a terrible person. You only she's almost like John Bolton. You kind of need him, like you needed him just to just force all the other crap that was going on, making Jamie, you know, be the way he is. But he's sick of her now. He's sick to death of her, and I think that probably I I feel like. He may be the death of her. I don't know. I think he's going to just about have been pushed to the to the point of wanting her her dead. 
And that's just what I think. <laughs> that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> Tell me that it wasn't such a satisfying uh, scene to see uh, Jamie just walk away from Cersei finally. I mean, I kind of thought that the mountain was going to kill him. I was like, wow, this is Cersei um, betraying uh, Jamie or just, you know, too far into her own power hunger that she can't even see that, like, you know, that she should spare Jamie. But when he rode away from her on the horse and he put a glove over his gold hand to kind of cover it because it's like he couldn't even look at it, I thought that was a great yeah. scene. That was. That was. It was great. That was great. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that. I like to look on her face, almost like she was almost mad at the mountain because he didn't kill him. Like, yeah, because uh, he, so he didn't kill him. He didn't realize that she really meant it. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I think, I don't think, I think she, I, I don't know. I All I thought to myself was, yeah, go, <laughs> get out, you come back and kill her later. Yeah, no, you needed her alive for season eight. Um, and I think, Marty, you and I talked about this along with Kevin on our top ten, but we can talk about it again really quick. I don't think Cersei is pregnant at all. I think she completely made that up. Well, no, oh, that I was think... my theory. <laughs> no, I definitely think she's making that up. I think that's just all about, you know, she's too old anyway. <laughs> I don't. It's like you know. It's like they almost have to make one of them pregnant, either Cersei or Daenerys. And I think out of the two of them, Daenerys definitely has more of a chance of being pregnant than Cersei does. I mean, but think about it. Cersei's old now. She had kids that were older. You know, her kids were that. Young. My only thing is, you do have to think about the fact that, like, is she really that that old? Or is she, you know, because with the with Game of Thrones, you know, you have to think about, like, the world that they live in. She must have had children quite young, like, younger than maybe you would have thought about it. Yeah, that's true, too. But still, I mean, pro- it looks like the average age of, I mean, it's kind of medieval time type of, of, I mean, I know I realize that men are old; they get old, but they always get old like that. It's the women who have, are the childbearing women who end up dying off quicker because, you know, because of that very reason, because of childbearing and that kind of thing. But I don't know. I just feel like, you know, well, listen, she's acting like she's pregnant. Obviously, she's old enough. She's not too old to not yeah, not not too old to not <laughs> act like it. Right. I completely agree. Yeah. I just think that she was faking it in order, like Cersei was faking it in order to gain the upper hand there and obviously manipulate her way because that's what she does. And that's Absolutely. why we kind of love that character because she is just so good at manipulation. That's just her thing. She's so, so good I, I, at making hater. You, <laughs> you, you love to hate Cersei. Let me ask you, um, how would you react if at the end of 
everything. And I know that we got to get into the theories for season eight. I know that Marty has his list. Um, but how would you react if at the end of season eight, Cersei was actually the one still standing? Oh, no, I would not. That would not be good. That would not make, I would not be happy about that. That would not be an, a happy event. Though very possible, but it doesn't feel like what should happen. You know, it doesn't feel like that's the, that would almost be an abomination of the whole damn thing. <laughs> but okay. And I will, well, you know, I will say that Game of Thrones always has this, like, knack of, you know, giving us what we want, but also growing us for a loop at the same time. So, Marty, I'll address the question to you. How would you feel if at the end of Season 8, Cersei was the one left standing? Uh, I think, yeah, I think we discussed this before, and, of course, you know that I would think that would suck, but it would certainly be very Game of Thrones-y if she somehow uh, went through it all. Uh, Of course, you know, we were talking about the pregnancy thing. There is, in theories, there is a theory actually that's out there that that she is pregnant and she dies in childbirth which you know the the prophecy is saying that she gets uh uh killed by a a i believe it's supposed to be a younger sibling uh but uh in this case it would be a younger sibling but i guess but it would be her baby that ends up killing her uh like, like but then again as i said i don't believe she's pregnant at all um like I said, it would it would not shock me, but yeah, that would not be my favorite way for it to end, uh, for her to uh, be on the Iron Throne at the very end. But like I said, uh, probably if anybody's ruthless enough to somehow survive this whole thing, it'd be thirsty. It, it would. She's just so manipulative, and I almost feel like I kind of want Tyrion to be the one to kill her because. Tyrion obviously, you know, Tyrion obviously has had a relationship with Jamie, and they had that meetup and everything. And even since the beginning of the show, Jamie has always been a little nicer to Tyrion than Cersei has been. She has always been just hateful towards Tyrion. And I kind of feel like that would be justice. And we've already seen that Tyrion had, you know, the the strength, uh, the nerve, whatever you want to say, um, to kill his father. So, Marty, do you think it's kind of possible that Tyrion would be able to be the one to kill Cersei, or would you think that, no, that's, that's, not, uh, that's not justice enough? Uh, yeah, I think, it's again, it's possible again, but, if you, again, if you go by the prophecy of the younger sibling uh, killing her, then Tyrion fits under that criteria. Uh, and as right, right as we've seen, he had no problem killing his father. Uh, he had no problem uh, uh, killing his lover who betrayed him. Uh, so the only thing that it would tend to kind of stop me is, you know, if we were to go under the assumption that she is pregnant. Now, if there's nothing else, Tyrion did love uh, Cersei's children, you know, uh, so that might be a problem. But then again, if you were to find out she wasn't pregnant and was basically, you know, lying about the whole thing, yeah, I could see Tyrion killing her. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like, um, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I just think that 
uh, Tyrion needs some sort of justice. And I also kind of think that he might die as well. Uh, Kathy, do you think, do you see Tyrion uh, outliving season eight? Oh yeah, I do. I definitely see him. I, I feel like he will be one of the ones that, that uh, hang is still there. Um, I, I really do. And though I, I would not put it past him to kill uh, his sister at all. But um, yeah, I, I know. I, I Sorry, know that he. No, no, no. I, I know that he would probably, um, if he did that, it would have to be because of one more horrible thing that even though Cersei's done so many horrible things anyway, but it would have to be that a thing that like with her, maybe if she, if Cersei killed Jamie, then he would kill her. Uh, I, I feel like that's kind of how it's going to happen. It's going to have to be, I can't believe you did this kind of, you know, you've already done so many monstrous things and now you, you killed the you know the only my only uh blood relative who actually cares about me a little bit and now I will kill you. So, you know, I don't know. I think that would have to be how it would go down a little bit with him killing her, but I definitely think he will survive. Um only because he has been he has been the survivor. He's been the survivor so far. He he lucks out and survives somehow some way and you know, that's it. So that's if how it I feel were, about it. If it were the case that Daenerys was pregnant and by some sort of means she gives birth and then John and Daenerys end up dying, I feel like almost Tyrion would be the one to take care of the baby and at least tell, like if he's like one of the only survivors, he's the one who's kind of responsible to tell this child the whole story of Game of Thrones. That's like one of my little like theories there. But um, I guess we can kind of move on to that. So, Marty, I know that you got a list, and I want to really hear the theories that you have for season eight. Okay, let's start out with one of the ones that uh, I never thought about this, but I, you know, in doing my research, I read it. And I'm going to put it out there, but I don't believe it's possible. And this, I, I kind of wish Kevin was here because he can probably explain it better. Uh, but the theory is is that when the uh, you know the Night King and all of his uh, uh, white attack Winterfell, they somehow bring up the the uh, dead from the uh, Winterfell uh, burial site. You know, basically having the uh, bringing back the dead Starks to attack them. Number one, I'm not sure exactly, you know, because every time I've ever seen them revive dead, they're usually fresh dead. They're not ones that have been on the ground for, uh, you know, 100 years or so. So to me, that I can't see something like that working. Number one, like I said, like Ned, he's just bones now. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you know, for a plot twist, that would be nice, but I just don't think it's plausible, mainly because most of the people we're talking about, you know, other than like Recon, uh, have been dead for a long time, so there's really not a whole lot to bring up. Yeah, I don't really see that, because I did kind of hear people theorizing that maybe Ned comes back, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm just not remembering because it has been a while, unfortunately, since I've watched Game of Thrones, but um, isn't Ned's head still in uh, King's Landing? I, yeah, I never saw it return. I know they returned his, his bones, supposedly, uh, back to Winterfell, but, uh, you know, they never made any mention to his head. Besides, again, I'm not sure how you bring back a headless person. Exactly. So I don't um, necessarily uh, see that happening. I think that's just kind of one of those things that maybe people would think that it's pretty cool to raise up uh, an army of the dead of characters that we've seen uh, come and go. But I just don't see that particularly happening, especially not in a not in Ned's case. But um, Marty, what were some of the uh, the other theories that you got for us? All right, so let's, uh, again, I think we actually we talked about this a little bit. And, and one of the theories, of course, was, you know, if John would die, how he would die. And we have talked about this. The theory is that basically he would, you know, they keep talking about the uh, prince that was promised, and, there, and then they said that it could be the princess that was promised. So then it would be like a choice between John and Daenerys if, if that, you know, if they're the case here where – John would sacrifice himself for Daenerys, which, like I said, is almost how I'm betting if John dies, that's how it's going to happen. Uh, so, in that kind of sense, would make Daenerys the princess that was promised, that's supposed to, uh, you know, bring all this back uh, to light. But uh, so, I don't really have a problem with this. And this, like I said, I kind of believe. I kind of believe that John is going to die. In protecting, and especially, you know, say that you find out that Daenerys is pregnant, that would be a very, you know, John thing to do is to sacrifice himself, you know, for good this time to uh, save Daenerys. And I definitely don't see John surviving the, the series. I think he'll die in the very last episode, but I don't see him surviving necessarily. Um, Kathy, what do you think about that particular theory of John sacrificing himself for Daenerys's uh, safety? Uh, I I I I agree with that theory. I I really like that theory, um, and it makes me feel happy about that theory. But it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> probably, probably, um, I, I don't. I I gotta be honest with you. I feel like the two of them may end up going down in at the same time, and I feel like I would love for uh, Tyrion to be the one, the one at the end, probably, and and I kind of feel like maybe it ends up being um, Cersei that takes down. John and Daenerys possibly, and then somehow or another, um, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I feel like somehow then when Cersei is is got, I, I feel like she's going to be gotten rid of, and then it's oh my God, what's uh, what's her what's her what's her lover brother's name? Oh my God. Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, I had brain. You're making me look um, good. Keep it up. I know. I'm doing it for you, babe. I'm, I'm, I, that's what I'm here for. I'm always here to make you look good. Um, Thanks. but Aww. anyway, yeah, I, 
Jamie might end up being, uh, you know, J- Jamie ends up killing Cersei, then um, Jamie ends up dying for whatever reason. Maybe, who knows? Um, maybe he poisons himself as he kills her. Who knows? But, and then, but I kind of feel like that, I feel like maybe John and Daenerys go down together. And and it leaves ends up leaving Tyrion really at the end. But that's just that's just a thought. That's a thought. <laughs> I don't know. I, they they listen. like to make sure that you're fooled by it all. So it 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 who knows how it will go down. And listen, that's what really this is all about. Just kind of theorizing what is going to happen because it's it's such a big event. There's only six episodes in the last season, but we're hearing that they're going to be literally, literally mini movies. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen in season eight. Um, and I almost so, and I wanted to kind of move on to uh, Euron really quick because I have two theories for him. I feel like either he's going to kill Jamie or Jamie's going to kill Euron. Or, and I know that Theon is not necessarily the most favorite of characters for people, but I really liked him. I just felt bad for him the whole show, even when he was uh, messing up and still uh, portraying people. But I think that he sees that he was a coward and let his sister uh, be taken by their uncle. And I think that he is now on his quest to make things right, but I feel like that's going to, you know, A, be Theon's end, but I also think that it would just be such justice if he was the one to take Euron down. So, Marty, what do you kind of think about that? Do you see Theon taking down Euron and avenging him, or do you think that Euron is going to end up killing Theon? I would love to see Theon kill Euron, uh, Again, many you think, because I'd just like to see Dion come out on top, because uh, uh, that man has been through a lot. Uh, and, and and as you talked about before, so far, Euron hasn't impressed me a whole lot. Uh, but uh, that would be so much a poetic justice if Dion were to end up killing Euron. Uh, and if he does that in, uh, you know, while rescuing his sister, that would be great. Uh, Theon's going to really have to strap it up, though, because, uh, you know, he was really beaten down by Ramsay. And for him to come up and and kill Euron, he's really going to have to find the Theon that he used to be. Uh, And uh, maybe he will. Uh, I I, kind of hope he will. But in the end, though, I really see Euron and Theon dying. Yeah. I don't see Theon making it through the season. That's the thing. I just really don't see a lot of them making it through. I would like for Theon to, but I think that Theon kind of knows that he needs to complete this mission and it could possibly kill him. And I feel like as long as Theon dies at sea, because, you know, they're ironborn, then he would be okay with it. Um, Kathy... Uh, how do you feel, like, do you want Theon to be the one to defeat Euron, or do you kind of, uh, you know, not really care about Theon's character like a lot of people don't? No, I, I think I, I I like Theon as far as I, I, I need, it, it's almost like he needs to redeem himself. He needs to, 
when I say redeem himself, I mean really uh, the character, not, you know, he, he himself has been, as, as Martin has said, and, and you guys has been beat, so beat down and he is just a shell of a man that he, that he ever was. was, but of course we remember what he was before he was a big jackass. So, um, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, when you remember what he was before he started getting, you know, taken, uh, advantage of by, um, What's his name? Um, Ramsey. Ramsey. Um, You know, he was, uh, you know, he was just a jerk, and you kind of didn't mind when he started getting his butt kicked by him, but then you you started feeling bad for him because he was just really terrorizing the poor guy. But, But he was, I mean, he was a jackass before. But I don't know that he was, he wasn't like Ramsey. Ramsey was ruthless, um, horrible person. And, I mean, he killed people for sport. You know, that was, Ramsey was uh, that kind of guy, whereas Dion was just more of a jerk. And I don't know, um, but I feel like I, I want him to maybe gather up, you know, gird up his loins and, you know, try to do something that would make him not be so uh, wimpy and beat down from Ramsey and, you know, oh, that's right, he doesn't have any them anymore. (laughs) But anyway. um, Stop that, stop that. He he could pretend. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, but yeah, just something to, to... that would kind of at least make him or make him appear to be a little bit uh, tough uh, against something or or have courage, have conviction on doing, you know, doing something to, for the good Uh, and, and killing um, uh, the other guy. uh, be a, a good way to do that uh, since he's another jerk. Um, so, yeah, th- that that's kind of how I feel about that one. I have to say really quick, I just love that uh, Kathy's uh, assessment is they're a jerk or they're a jackass. I love it. Like, I don't hear that often on these shows, and it's like that is a perfect description, and we're going to keep that going. But... Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I always felt bad for Theon just because you have to understand, he would, and not to get too much into it, but, you know, he was taken when he was a little child, and um, I guess you can argue that he was probably treated even better than Jon Snow was, but um, just maybe because he had his friendship with Rob Stark, so that's about it. But, um, uh, Marty, did do you have uh, any other theories that you kind of wanted to touch upon for season eight? Okay. Uh, let's talk about the possibility that Tyrion and Cersei made some kind of arrangement during uh, season seven. Because you notice that they were talking to each other. She basically kind of let Tyrion know that she was pregnant. Next thing you know, they're walking out of the castle. But you don't know what was said. So there's the theory that somehow that Tyrion and Cersei came to a deal, and this was basically with the idea that 
Daenerys cannot have children, that somehow that if if for some reason Daenerys, uh, I, I think basically if for some reason Daenerys takes ends up with the throne, but ends up dying, that Cersei's child will somehow get the uh, you know renecked in succession and all. How that would work, I'd have no idea. But it did seem a little strange uh, when you don't. You didn't get to hear what they were talking about, and suddenly they came out supposedly like like a deal had been made, but you don't know what that deal is. Uh, so that's kind of the theory. Now, I mean, we'll guess we'll find out uh, as the uh, episodes come up. But uh, I can see where that theory might would come up from. Wow, I had never heard that theory, and that's pretty crazy if that is the case. Um, and maybe that's why Tyrion had that really... That's the thing. It, this is, like, such a topic of discussion. Why the hell Tyrion looked so weird when he was just staring at the door, you know, and John and Daenerys were on the other side. And almost if he's looking like that he just had that conversation with Cersei and he knows, like, what's about to happen. That would be crazy, Marty. That would be crazy. Well, see, and mm-hmm. actually, that was the la- that was the last point that I forgot, and I'm glad you said it. Is right. Is they would explain why he looked so weird, because you say, you know, if she ends up getting pregnant, that's messing up the deal I made with Cersei. Oh, I wouldn't like that at all. I wouldn't like that at all because uh, I don't want Tyrion to make any sort of deals with Cersei. Yeah, I think okay, that. Let's that's- not do that. <laughs> I think that maybe you're, that is what's going to happen. I didn't even know that. That was a good one, honey. <laughs> yeah, that, oof. Oh, oof. I don't know about that one. Uh, I, you know what? You never know. This is Game of Thrones, and everyone, it, we talked about selfishness before, but I think that everyone is kind of out for themselves in this uh, in this next season. And if this is how Tyrion thinks that he's going to end up on top, then or at least end up surviving, then maybe, maybe that that would be really crazy. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, uh, Kathy, do you have any uh, theories for season eight that you kind of wanted to touch upon a little? Uh, you know, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> I I really um. This has probably been one of the best um, series I've ever seen. I cannot stand it when I I see something that you can just absolutely figure out from one minute to the next. You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. And you just, you know, and it follows that thought process that you, and you're just going, yeah, that's going to be what happens next. This will be what happens next. That is not what happens around here in, in Game of Thrones. It's always a big turn. It's always a, dang, why did that guy have to die? Like, why did Hodor have to die? You know, it's like oh, all those things Hodor. that, I know, but he's just like, you know, what was the point of that? Why did that have to happen, you know? Um, and then there's the good ones when they die, like, you know, when, uh, Ramsey got eaten by his own dog. That was awesome. I loved that. Uh, I felt kind of sorry for him a little bit, but not really, you know. <laughs> and because he stinks, he was a terrible jerk, and he deserved to get eaten by dogs. So, and 
he deserved to be eaten by a dog because he was a dog. So there you go. Um, I, yeah, I got, I got, I, I don't have anything that I think um, that would be really um, an intelligent thing to say at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you haven't stopped me yet. <laughs> that you know, I, does, that's true. <laughs> I'm walking into season eight with, the, you know, just the expectations that we are just going to see some crazy shit going on and that uh, it's going to be intense. Um, one of, I guess it's not so much a theory, it's just a hope. I and mean, I think we were talking about this earlier, that I just really want to see the Hound and the Mountain finally get their smackdown going on because we haven't had a confrontation between them since uh, season one. And I don't know if you guys know this. I'm sure that Marty does, but uh, the thing that's called the Clegane Bowl, uh, which is uh, mountain and hounds against each other, and I think that's going to be a crazy battle because the two of them are just going to go at it, and it's going to be brutal as hell. So that's something that I definitely want to see in the next season. I know that people are really, like, pumped to potentially see Jon Snow riding a dragon. And that would be uh, just, like, that's going to be, like, whoa. That, just think of, like, the visual shots. That's just going to be an insane moment. Um, and then see that he has control over the dragon and just kind of maybe that's where they touch upon the Targaryen blood. But, um, Marty, do you have any uh, other theories that you looked up and want to touch upon? Okay, so next we're going to talk about brands. Uh, now, we know that Bran has a point in this because uh, they keep saying that, uh, you know, that when he became the Three-Eyed Raven that uh, he needed to be ready at the time because he was going to somehow help defeat the Night King. One of the theories that they came up with is that Bran is, actually is the Night King. And they base that basically on, the you know, the deal that he can kind of go back in time uh, and affect, you know, how things, you know, of course, he warred into Hodor, which kind of screwed him up, uh, bad on Bran. Uh, but somehow they were thinking that maybe that he went back trying to basically stop the Night King from being created in the first place to prevent the war and instead somehow ended up being the Night King. Uh, which, I mean, the way they do that thing with Bran, that wouldn't shock me any. As a matter of fact, it was actually a theory I came, I kind of had, you know, back when, when he did the Hodor thing, uh, that would be possible. Then I also thought that maybe at some point how he helps, if he's able to ward into the Night King, he might be able to get him to hold up long enough for someone, you know, to take it to uh, a Valerian Steel Sword or and kill the Night King. And as we've already seen, when the person who creates all these whites gets killed, all the whites they created go down too. And the Night King has created a bunch of these people. So you take him down, you take out a whole bunch of folks. Uh, and of course, that's the other problem fighting the, you know, the Night King and his uh, wife is that for every person they kill, he can bring them up and add them to his army. So I mean, it, after a while, you it's just a number situation where you run you run ragged. So uh, let's talk about Bran possibly as the Night King. Ooh, um, I saw that theory, and people on the internet who are really good at like Photoshop and stuff like that actually kind of went into the Night King and saw that, like, his face is very similar to Bran's. Um, and I kind of wasn't on board with it, but the more that you were talking about it, 
I thought, wow, maybe maybe it's possible and maybe that's like a big twist that we're going to see in season eight. Um, and if that is true, then wow, hopefully uh, then it can be then the case of Bran using it to uh, stop the Night King. Uh, Bran has always been like an iffy character for me. I don't know if that's like uh, okay to say, but he's always just been a little bland. Uh, and I've never really been that interested in his storyline, just to be honest, um, just to kind of throw that out there. But, yeah, that would that would be a crazy theory. Kathy, do you have any comments about that? Uh, well, I, Martin had mentioned that to me, and all I was thinking was, you know, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I... I uh, I kind of think it's a pretty interesting theory. I and I would not uh, debunk that at all. It was very. Uh, it's a very well thought out theory because of everything that we've been learning about Bran. What is it for? You know, when he touched the Night King, and you know, or, you know, when they they crushed and it became you know, he was starting to see those things. I, I felt like that was, you know, when Martin started talking about that, I was like, man, that is the whole deal right there. That makes a lot of sense. So we'll see how that goes. Well, I always make a lot of yeah. sense. So you, you, keep, on, oh, you, you keep on talking. I'm sorry, what did you say, Marty? Oh, I was just telling her, I always make a lot of sense. She should listen to me more. <laughs> uh, we're not going to get into that on this show, but <laughs> uh, no, but that that's a great point to uh, bring up, Marty, about Bran being the Night King. That was certainly for uh, people who may not have, because there's certain people out there. I know that Joelle, who's um, one of uh, the main honchos at Geek Vibes Nation, doesn't really like to theorize. So if you're a type of person like him and you're not looking into anything because you just want to go in with a fresh slate and that shit actually happens with, with the Night King and Bran, that's going to blow people's minds. Um, I think that if they do go that route, Game of Thrones is going to do a really good job in executing it. So, yeah, that's that. Wow. All right. Um Marty, I'm just continuously going to you tonight for this because you did a ton of research, and I always really appreciate that. Um, what else is on your list? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I got control. This is great. Okay, so uh, now this is a theory that uh, Tyrion kind of went over with Daenerys numerous times, basically kept reminding her who her father was, and that she needed to kind of, you know, rein in some maybe some of her more aggressive impulses. Uh, this is one where basically where there, this seems more like a fear than anything else, that Danny uh, will kind of overstep her bounds and become almost like the Mad Queen, uh, where uh, she just will kind of start taking out everybody. Uh, this one, eh, I mean, I think she's got a little better control of herself than that. Uh, but I can see, you know, and, and then basically they're basing it kind of on what she did to the, uh, uh, to, uh, you're trying to help me out, dear. Um, uh, Dickon? Sorry. 
yes, thank you. Uh, to to the to the Tarleys, uh, you know, they thought that maybe she didn't need to sit there and uh, burn them all to death. But again, you know, that was their choice. They chose not to bend the knee, so uh, it's not like she didn't warn them. Uh, so uh, that was kind of the theory that somehow that she was going to, you know, overstep and come become sort of like the mad queen. And you can't see these air quotes I'm giving you here. Uh, so uh, let's talk about that for a bit. It's, it's funny because um, I think that was being brought up when exactly she killed uh, Dickon. That uh, could she follow suit in her family's footsteps? Um, especially because, you know, she has the dragons, which has always been the fear of people, and would she then kind of become like her ancestors? Now, this is the thing. Someone pointed out, you know, everyone really uh, threw threw a fit when that whole thing happened when she killed the, the Tarleys, but someone pointed out, you know, in the first episode of Game of Thrones, Ned beheads the guy because the guy you know, escaped, I think, the Night Watch. And then we've seen a few other examples throughout the series. So what really makes a difference between Ned beheading someone and Daenerys uh, executing people who are refusing to bend the knee? I think that she is just having to be uh, stern and having to kind of uh, stand her ground because she is the quote-unquote last Targaryen. Uh, that we knew up until, obviously, the John revelation, but she was the last Targaryen, and she knew that everyone knew her her family's reputation and had a stigma about her, and she just couldn't allow uh, people to really just not be on her side. I know that sounds maybe like it's supporting that theory a little, but I don't think she's going to become a mad queen. She knows what it's like to be repressed. She knows what it's like to... Uh, be overlooked. I think that, let's say, if she did finally sit on the Iron Throne, she's not going to become like him. She frees the unsullied. She frees slaves. I don't see her necessarily becoming, uh, as you said, Marty, air quotes, the Mad Queen. I just think that that was one extreme example that people are holding on to a little and thinking that that's really defining her when we've seen Throughout this uh, series, plenty of examples of other people in power essentially doing the same thing. They just didn't burn people alive with dragons, although we've seen yeah. people burn alive before. <laughs> um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Kathy, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it over to you for your comments. <laughs> because exactly that because she has these dragons and she's burning everybody to death like a maniac I mean my goodness I mean she took out a whole freaking a whole army of people with the dragons and and burnt them to crisp and, and burnt the guys to a you know oh my god it's there there's you know there's this feel like and maybe I'm not thinking this through right, but I feel like that's a little more crazy than like slicing somebody with a with a with a sword or or you know launching a bunch of rocks at them or whatever they do you know as far as trying to have war with people or even shooting them with fireballs. That's one thing, but you're I mean you take you're it's it's like 
it's like a firefight with a giant um can of spraying of lighter. Here you go. We're gonna kill you all now. <laughs> so I don't know. That just sounds a little crazy to me, a little bit over the top, but yeah. Um, but yet very effective and efficient to get rid of a whole bunch of people at once. So, so would you say, Kathy, and, and that, you too. so would you uh, say that you can kind of see the theory of the quote-unquote mad queen actually coming to fruition? Absolutely, because I think she's just a little bit decided nutty anyway. I mean, okay. Oh, I do, think, I, I do think she is on a little side. I do think she's a little nutty. Um, and I can see that being a, a definitely, definitely. Well, she definitely, um, we've seen, right, even though Drogo died very early on in the series, that she still has a bit of, uh, you know, that kind of mentality of what being married to Drogo really taught her. Um, and I don't think necessarily maybe it's the quote-unquote Targaryen blood. I think that she has really just, like, taken what her uh, deceased husband kind of instilled in her and using that uh, moving forward. I don't know if I can see the Mad Queen thing coming into fruition. I feel like that would almost be a little too much of a full circle if it's like, hey, we rooted for her this whole entire series you know, for her to finally get the throne back. And it was actually the worst idea because she's just fulfilling the whole Targaryen, uh, you know, prophecy or something, so to speak. So I don't know. I don't know, Kathy. I'm, I'm going to say that that's not going to happen. But uh, it did shock me when she had those guys burnt alive. But listen, it's war. It is war, and if you got dragons on your side, you're going to use the dragons that are on your side because no one else has dragons except for now the White Walkers, which is going to be insane. I kind of see the dragons die. This is it. I, I just think everyone's going to die, as I said before, but I kind of see the dragons dying too. I don't see them uh, making it out. Something's going to kill them. And then there's going to be no more dragons um, in the world anymore. Do you guys kind of support that theory or not support that theory? Uh, I'll go to uh, Marty for that. Um, I mean, actually, I kind of believe that. Right, I, t- I tend to believe they're both going to end up dying because I, to be honest, with you, I just don't see how they're going to survive uh, the upcoming war because we've already seen that the uh, Night King knows how to take them down. Uh, and uh, I, 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 know I kept trying to think of scenarios how that would work out, but somehow, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I tend to believe that somewhere along the line that uh, she's, which you know, which would be a blow to her power because those dragons are, uh, you know, them and the uh, Dothraki are pretty much her, you know, uh, a main part of her power base. So losing those dragons would be a blow. Uh, her hope better be is that when she loses them, uh, she's pretty much got the uh, battle under hand, so uh, she can continue with just using the Unsullied and the uh, Dothraki. Uh, but the, yeah, I would be honest, I'd be kind of surprised if the dragons 
uh, lasted through to the end. I'm so glad that you mentioned the Dothraki because that's who I was trying to think of, and I couldn't remember. We're just really bad with names, apparently. But um, uh, I think Kathy's call dropped, or maybe she had to step away. Um, uh, her call dropped, so she's in here with me. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but, yeah, so uh, her Daenerys becoming the, the Mad Queen, oof. You know, I always kind of, like, wanted a little bit of a conflict between uh, Daenerys and Jon, just because I don't think that the two are going to mesh well with each other. I think that it's going to be one of those things where they're going to get to the end, and then it's suddenly going to be like, well, you know, Jon is the rightful heir to the uh, throne, and Daenerys is like, no, uh, mother effer, I've been waiting for this my entire time you know, life and have, this has been my journey this whole entire time. You're not going to take this away from me. So I think that that's going to add a little bit of conflict. So what really kind of do you guys think about that? That, That's kind of why I think that they'll go down together. And so it's not necessarily with in loving arms down together, but definitely it, it may be a situation where they just basically kill each other. Really? I think that's what's going to happen. I, I think they're going to go down together, and it might just be that way because he doesn't really want – I don't think John wants anything to do with the Iron Throne, really. I don't think he wants to be the one who sits on the Iron Throne. I just don't think that's what he was, what he was about. I think that um, – people just keep going to him because he is the one who is the most thoughtful of all these people. He's the one who is not the crazy, uh, the crazy one. He's not, he's not a Cersei. He's not a Daenerys. He's not any of these people that have, have, who have designed to be on that throne. He's not one of them. And I feel like, it's like it's going to be thrown on John, and then, like, like you were saying, Daenerys is not going to not going to stand for it, and then they'll just end up. He'll be like, "Wait a minute," and then she'll be like, "Yeah, no, no kind of wait a minute," and then it'll be like, "Wait a minute, I'm going to protect myself, and you're not going to kill me, so I'll kill you." That's what's going to happen. I don't like any of that. Bad. No, it's all good. good. It's all good. Uh, why? Well, I'm saying I agree that John is not going to want the throne. I don't think John, if he were to find out he's a Targaryen, that he really wanted to be a Targaryen. Uh, not that he has any choice. Uh, but uh, I think the problem is, though, is if he, if he finds out that he's related to Daenerys, I think his pride would kind of step in and say that we can't be involved because I'm related to you. Not, you know, I know Targaryens didn't have a problem with it, but I think John kind of. Uh, Upbringing, maybe. right? Well, you know, he's almost <laughs> got this kind of innocent uh, thing about him where he would have a problem with it. Uh, so, so I imagine that if they're going to have a problem, it's going to be that where he's going to have a problem with the fact that they're related. Uh, the trick is going to be though is I mean, if you know, Brad, Brand tells him, you know, okay, yeah, I, I saw in the vision you guys are related. So, okay, so why should I believe that? And of course, uh, Sam can say, "Well, I saw a thing in there about how they were uh, their wedding was an old. 
Okay, so what else you got? Uh, so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I definitely don't think that John will want to continue the relationship just because um, not only is there a bit of an innocence to him, but I almost feel like, you know, everyone has kind of scoffed at Cersei and Jamie's relationship, them being mm-hmm. obviously brother and sister. So to John, it's kind of like, well, I don't want to be like a Lannister. I'm sorry? That's a little bit closer with brother and sister <laughs> rather than... Uh, and some, kind of sort of related niece and nephew. Niece and nephew don't sound only half as bad as brother and sister. But I still feel like John would have he'd be like that is just too much like Cersei and Jamie, and I, I don't want well, I don't want that with scenario. <laughs> I, I agree with that though. I I agree with that. Yeah, that's just and I agree. Her brother and sister is way too close with it but honestly sometimes I I forget that they're supposed to be related to each other just because uh I don't know I just like the relationship so much uh yeah how they act towards each other yeah no I was just never do act like yeah they act like married people yeah, I, I don't know. My my theory is that Jamie and Brienne are going to secretly uh, discover that they love each other, and then Jamie's going to die in Brienne's arms. That's just my theory there, mm. just because. Uh, oh, that's right. You, uh, you want Jamie and Brienne together, yeah. You know, Marty, I wrote the little article where I was uh, I wrote about the couples that I wish would get together, and I definitely wrote uh, Jamie and Brienne in there just because uh, they have chemistry. They definitely have more chemistry together than Jamie and Cersei will ever have. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. <laughs> but uh, but and their and their chemistry is very respectful of each other, and I and I like that. It's it's um it's it's a uh, it's almost a passionate respect for each other. Well, she had to. She kicked his ass. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Marty is, I think, uh, uh, uh advocate for Brienne and Tormund to get together, which you know, would be fine. I'd be fine with that too if that happened. I mean, oh, he, oh, that's that's a redhead. That's a redhead, right? He wants yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was completely smitten by her as soon as he saw her. It was adorable. So maybe that happens, too, and that will be completely fine. But, um, Marty, <laughs> do you got uh, any more theories for us right now? Oh, okay, since we're talking Targaryens, uh, let's talk about the idea that Tyrion is actually a Targaryen. And the theory here was that uh, uh, Tywin's wife, Joanna, uh, the Mad King Ares, was obsessed with uh, Joanna, and they're thinking that maybe that, you now whether that's a rape or consensual or whatever it was, that somehow that Tywin, uh, excuse me, Tyrion is the child of Joanna and Ares, which would also explain why he was able to take the. Uh, you know, the uh, collars off the dragons without them eating them. Uh, so, uh, and of course, also hmm. they talked about where Tywin's final words to Tyrion were, you're no son of mine, which, you know, if he was uh, the child of 
his wife and uh, Aries Targaryen. Yeah, you're right. He wouldn't be a child of his. That's an interesting theory because with Tywin uh, saying that to Tyrion, um, I do believe it was just kind of in that moment where he's uh, disowning him. But it maybe could have happened because, and I don't want to say anything that is really going to be offensive or anything like that. It's not meant to be come off this way at all. But the Targaryens are known for their long line of incest. And maybe the fact that Tyrion came out to be, you know, a shorter person could maybe have explained that because he's the only one in the Lannisters. And I know that sounds well, bad, and I'm not, and I'm not meaning that like in a disrespectful way at all. I love like you know Peter Dinklage like, well, a lot. But. That, that's what happens in the uh, in the gene pool when you keep mixing the same genes up all the time. You get uh, th- that's what happens. I mean, there's a gene. You're diluting the gene pool, so there's no good no good genes are getting in there. But that makes great sense, though. It's just like yeah. why a lot of the, that's why a lot of um, in England many of their their line were idiots because you know they they just diluted the gene pool too much with their own blood. So maybe that you know could explain that. I'm not sure. I'm still though not sure how sold I am on that. But it would be hilarious that. Uh, you know, Daenerys thought she was the last Targaryen, and all of a sudden, it's like, no, everyone's a Targaryen, apparently. <laughs> John's, a, John's a Targaryen, Tyrion's a Targaryen. You've had family all along, and you never knew it, Daenerys. Forget that awful brother that you had, who, oh, God, what was his name? I don't know. Jer- another jerk. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> well, you, you remember in the, first, in the first season, Tyrion had blonde blonde hair. Oh, yes, he did. He did have blonde hair, which never made sense that they completely, like, changed his hair, like, afterwards. They're like, you know what? You need curly, reddish-brown hair. And it's like, but he had, like, straight blonde hair in the first season. Get your shit together. (laughs) Maybe. I don't don't know. (laughs) Maybe Peter Dinklage was like, I'm tired of you guys dyeing my hair. I want to have my my hair hair free. And that's it. Um, like, but, hey, it's really ruining my my hair. <laughs> <laughs> who, you know, who knows? Maybe Game of Thrones could come out and throw some crazy stuff our way. And if they said that Tyrion was a Targaryen, that would be extremely interested, interesting. But would you know further the rift between him and Cersei, um, and almost. I feel like add a little bit of awkwardness between Jamie and Tyrion. Although maybe Jamie at the end would just kind of like accept it anyway and be like, oh, you're still my brother or something. I don't know. But, um, all right. So, wow, Marty, I'm going to go to you for one last one um, before we kind of move on to like the last topic. Okay, uh, so this is not really a theory. I mean, this is to me is just again, and we've I think we've already covered it because uh, uh, this was basically again there's some about who's going to kill Cersei. Uh, you know, there's some who think that uh, as you said before, Tyrion would do it again, going by the, the prophecy of the younger sibling. Uh, 
Some would do Jamie would kill her because, of course, even though uh, they're twins, you know, Cersei came out first, so he was the you – know, is that, that how that works? Yeah. Yeah, he's the younger sibling. Uh, but uh, then, of course, there was the theory that the person who has had her on her list for the longest time is going to kill her, and that'd be Aya. Uh, or Ari, whatever, how you? I, 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 yeah, I, is going to kill her, and that would certainly not shock me either. Uh, I mean, because I could get in close to her, disguised as someone else, and slice her throat. I think it'd be more poetic justice if Jamie were to do it, or, or even Tyrion for that matter. But uh, Aya certainly is killed about everybody else, so I don't wouldn't shock me if she were to kill Cersei. When you say Aya, you mean Arya, right? Yes, that person. Are you going to nitpick on me on names? <laughs> yes, I was like, yes, Aya. Here. Oh Aria. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm missing a character here. Oh my gosh. Um, yes, I, I, made, mean, I made her up. Yes, yes, Aria. <laughs> my bad. It's, it's definitely late. Um, I could have definitely used a cup of coffee before this, but totally fine. Uh, Aria obviously has her list of people that she needs to kill, and I believe Cersei is probably on it. But it wouldn't be satisfying. It wouldn't be satisfying if Arya was the one to kill Cersei just because she, besides, uh, you know, uh, standing beside Joffrey as Joffrey uh, ordered Ned's execution, they really have no ties with each other. So I don't need Arya to kill Cersei. I need it to either be Jaime or to be Tyrion, just because that would be the best uh, revenge and the best um, payback for all of the years of torture that Cersei has put the both of them through. Because you know, uh, obviously Tyrion is a given, but I believe that she also put Jamie through uh, a degree of torture just by kind of having it where he never went on and really made anything else in his life. Because if you remember, and I don't know if this is necessarily touched upon in the, in the series so much, or maybe it was just kind of kept in the books, but it was really implied that the whole reason why he decided to remain a king's guard is because the king's guard are not ever supposed to marry because their whole dedication should be towards the king. And that way, Cersei is married to, at that point, to Robert Baratheon, the king, and it kept Jaime close to Cersei. If Jamie hadn't ever been a king's guard, he would have went off and served with his father and then became married and yada yada and probably really would have never seen Cersei. So they kept with each other because of that. So uh, Cersei definitely put uh, Tyrion and Jamie through a good degree of torture. It has to be either one of those. But uh, Kathy, what do you kind of think about that? I know we touched upon it a little earlier, but... Would you think that Arya would be the one to kill her? I don't think that that's not an an unreasonable possibility because of being that she's I think is number one on her hit list anyway, uh, because of uh her killing her father. Well, you know making that happen. Actually, Joffrey basically. Yeah, but, but... She told him not to yeah, do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, don't do that. Um, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I, I, 
I, that would not be surprising to me at all. Plus, she's kind of had them crazy eyes when she uh, was killing, um, uh, what was his name? Um, remember when she had the crazy look on her face and everybody was going, why do they keep looking at her? Why is the camera still on her with that crazy look on her face? Um, who was that? Was that, um, I can't think of his name. I got it. Um, You're asking the wrong person. I know. Um, <laughs> Describe this situation. You know, the guy that she made the pie out of. Um, oh, you mean, the, oh, uh, you're talking the, about. The, the, the kids, that she made the pie out of the kids. Oh, um, Frey? How's Frey? Frey, 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 Frey. Man, we're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when she, when she, when that was, yeah, she, I don't, yeah, she can kill anybody, really, because she's crazy. (laughs) She's another crazy one, but I like her kind of crazy. Her kind of crazy is she's got, she's got a mission, and she's going to complete her mission. That's all there is to it. Unless somebody, I mean, even when that chick, that other crazy chick from the faceless man thing was chasing her through the streets, and she was just, oh, my God. I just thought, oh, my God, she's going to die. She's going to die here. She's going to die here. And she, she's on a mission. She's going she's, she's gonna to finish that list. Okay. It, it makes sense that she could, but as you, say, as you say, I mean, to me, it would be a better thing for Jamie or Tyrion to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I say it's certainly like that. It's possible that she she has the ability to do it, but I I don't think that's the way they're going to go. See, I don't believe so either. With Arya, um, you know, she's obviously a formidable person. I mean, she was sparring against Brienne, who what has like two feet on her. Um, no kidding. <laughs> and still kind of. <laughs> you know, holding her own, and I, you know, I believe she even, what, had a little, like, tussle with the hound, who also has about, like, two or three feet on her, so, I mean, she definitely can can hold her own and defeat people, and she's not to be underestimated just because she's, you know, quite, quite small. Um, did you see, Marty, the Jimmy Fallon clip with Maisie Williams, by the way? That was so yes, hilarious, the uh, April Fool's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like she leaked out something and walked off the uh, uh, I said, I said, what an excellent actress, because I really believed yeah, for I mean, that she, moment. she did a great job. <laughs> when she was her, hands like, were, her hands were shaking. Her hands were shaking. She looked like she was getting ready to cry. And it was awesome. I was like, yeah, that was great. That was so good because, you know, it's like they – I was thinking to myself when I was first watching because I didn't realize it was going to be an April Fool's thing, and I'm like, they wouldn't have aired this. I feel like they wouldn't have aired the episode if she just dropped the fact that Arya dies within the second episode, you know? I just feel like they wouldn't have aired that (laughs) – I just feel like they wouldn't have aired that episode of Jimmy Fallon because they've been like, uh, uh-uh, uh, alert, alert, you know, abort, <laughs> take it out. <laughs> um, and then they so, would they would have had to get the thing out from uh, Men in Black and and had to you know flashy thingy <laughs> the audience and it would have been had to have gone that way. They, they all would have had to like sign non disclosure agreements. Not to talk about it or I mean, it would have been really bad, yeah. But no, Maisie Williams did an amazing job uh, conveying that little skit there. That was just brilliant because 
I'm sorry, Maisie, if Arya really does die in Game of Thrones, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. She's got to live. She's got to be one of the few who survives and just kind of, like, watches Winterfell. Like, her mission is finally complete. That's just what needs to happen. But um, I think we kind of went through a lot of great theories, Marty. Um, I know that I kind of went to you for a ton of them, and I do appreciate you doing all that research. Uh, kind of just wanted to touch upon really quickly this is a little, uh, you know, related but unrelated at the same time. So, uh, you know, Sunday starts uh, season eight, only six episodes, and that's it. Game of Thrones, no more. But at least the Game of Thrones that we know because we're getting a prequel series. And I just want to kind of know, um, Marty, I'll start with you first. Does the idea of getting a prequel series kind of comfort you that there's going to be more uh, quote-unquote Game of Thrones content? Or are you kind of like, no, because the characters that I all know and love, their stories are ending, and so I don't really feel like the prequel is going to fill that void once uh, once the show is ended? Uh, it's going to say it, it, it's good that we're having the prequel. I mean, but I'm not. We're not going to know any of these people. I mean, we basically have uh, almost grown with the the Game of Thrones cast. So uh, it's it's going to be kind of you know sad to see this whole thing end. Uh, and of course, it also depends on how they end it because you know I don't want a, uh, a quantum leap thing where I just get to the end or like Lost where I get to the end and say really this sucks. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I I like the fact they're doing the prequel. Like I said, that'll help. But uh, I, you know, I don't know that it will actually replace Game of Thrones as far as you know, you know. And, and of course, I can go back and watch them again. Uh, but uh, it's going to be kind of bittersweet when uh, the final sixth episode airs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it, it's the end of the era. It's just doesn't feel like there's really any shows out there, maybe besides The Walking Dead, that has the uh, presence that Game of Thrones does, but not even The Walking Dead really has that anymore because, you know, if you look, viewership has been really down, and Game of Thrones has kept their steadiness throughout all these years. So it's definitely the end of an era with this. With the prequel, I don't know if I'm necessarily that excited just because, I love these characters, but maybe they'll, uh, you know, they'll have a bunch of characters that we'll fall in love with and, you know, just still enjoy the world that this has all been built around. I heard that they're doing, they're bringing in an actor, and I don't know his name again, my bad, but they're bringing in an actor for the prequel series who actually shot the unaired pilot episode for Game of Thrones. So that's kind of interesting, kind of coming full circle for that actor. I feel like when he got the uh, phone call, he must have been like, oh, no, 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 come on, guys. You know, I shot a whole episode for you, and you never aired it. So what's happening now? They're like, no, 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 dude, it's definitely going to happen. (laughs) It's definitely happening. We're not going to pull this again on you. And he's like, all right. All right, if you say so, if you say so. But, um, Kathy, are you kind of looking forward to the prequel series or once this uh, this season's done of Game of Thrones, are you kind of done with Game of Thrones? Well, you know, that's, that's 
I think I like uh, I like the fact that it is based on nothing. The the Game of Thrones is based on. It's I, the I, book. I, I mean, it's you know I don't mean I'm the. I mean, it's not really. It's not a actual period of time that they made up a bunch of crap about. It is a it is its own thing. So it's really a prequel would be. It's going to be its own thing too. So it, it could just be a new adventure into that has a relation to this. So it's it's almost like the story just continuing. So it might be fun. Um, uh, to have new characters and uh, understanding what's going to, ha- you know, ha- how things happened in the in in the, what we've been known and love of Game of Thrones. So. And truth be known, we didn't know, you know, unless you read the books, we didn't know any of the characters from Game of Thrones when we started. So uh, it'll yeah. be a learning experience. Yeah, exactly. I only read the, um, the books after I saw the series just because I really wanted to just get more content, really, but uh, I, you know, I, I have faith that they'll be able to put together something that's really good. Uh, the only difference here is that I don't think that there's going to be book material that they're going to go by, just because, uh, I'll tell you right now, I don't know if you guys have read the books, but it starts basically as the show starts, and there are a lot of scenes in the book that pretty much were a shot by shot, uh, you know, faithful to the book in the series. I mean, I was reading several scenes, and I was like, I know this scene. It was it went out exactly the way it was in the book. So uh, the only difference, I guess, here is that we're just going to be exploring backstory that was just kind of told to us but never shown. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm looking forward to it. I think that it'll be good. Uh, we'll just see what happens. But... Yeah, so we covered a lot of ground in this in this uh, episode of Geeks Against the Grain for Game of Thrones, which I've said a few times, but airs this Sunday. So make sure you guys, uh, you know, re-up your HBO subscription. If you don't have an HBO subscription, go to, I mean, you can literally, HBO Go, Amazon Prime, Hulu, all have extensions for HBO so that you can watch because you're definitely not going to want to miss any of this. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you, Kathy, for just hopping on at the very last second. I really appreciate this. This, You guys have both been amazing in this episode. Uh, For Marty, definitely make sure you check him out at, uh, you know, gvnation.com. He's a spectacular contributor to the site that has a lot of great content that you don't want to miss. Um, I really love your series, Marty, that you do now for the Marvel and DC characters where you kind of let everyone know the backstory of uh, characters that they may not be aware of, um, like the Eternals and such like that. I appreciate that. Well, it's been <laughs> fun. As I said, uh, we, uh, uh, it was kind of nice actually having my wife with me and uh, got to talk about my favorite subject, Game of Thrones. So it's it's, a, it's all win-win. <laughs> exactly. We're going to have to get you back on, Kathy, for another show. Uh, we'll let you know what the subject will be a little uh, more ahead of time yeah. than this. That, <laughs> that, that would always be good. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 
take a lot of cues from my husband, so he's a he's a he's very helpful to me to be able to have a little bit of a intelligent conversation at, at times. But uh, but it was very enjoyable, and thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Well, everyone, have a fantastic night, and uh, we'll catch you later. All right. Bye now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 